Welcome to Caffeine, Crime and Canines, a podcast brought to you by two girls who love their dogs, love coffee, but most importantly, love true crime. I'm good, how are you? Good, thank you. So annoying about that girl. I can't, don't even get me started. Oh. I am actually fuming. Like, at least just let me know. You know what yeah. I mean? What is wrong with people? I am uh, oh. just, uh, it's just rude. I just find it rude. And like, can I tell you, I am late. Like, I'm one of those people that is always late. But at least I'll tell the person. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And not freaking over. Like, she's, what, almost 40 minutes late. Yeah. This is yeah, annoying. Anyways. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Is what it is. Um. Yep. Nothing really, just obviously still working from home. I had yesterday off, which was so nice. Oh, that's nice. I literally just ran errands for like the whole day. So then I feel like I don't have to do it on the weekend. Yeah, that's so good. So how about you? How have you been? Yeah, good. I've been home all week this week. So it's been amazing. That is so nice. I was meant to be out on site um, today, but it got cold off yesterday. And I'm so happy because the weather was crap today. Uh, Was it cold because of the weather or just? No, no, another reason. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So I was uh, pretty happy about that. It's actually, especially when you wake up and you know you don't have to, oh, like, do you know what I mean, leave I the house. I know. And in the rain and the cold. Oh. Anyway. That's actually amazing. What else? What else has been going on? Um, not too much really, actually. Um, yeah, I've been pretty boring this week. Same with me, actually. Like, yeah. overly boring. Although yeah. I've been doing something really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so... But you're going to die, right? So, um, like, when I'm, like, working out, I always listen to either, like, a podcast, which I know is really weird, like, or I'll listen to, like, my 80s, you know, like, love 80s and 90s. (laughs) And the other day I had, like, a 90s, I don't know, party mix on. And, you know, um, Jackie came on. You know that song? Uh, Oh, yes, yes. Yes, I love that song. (laughs) But because we've been talking, I've been changing it to hockey. (laughs) because <laughs> it still rhymes like anyway i bet you'd get a kick out of that so yeah, that's great. lock lock locky all week <laughs> i love it so silly that is so good um i have a show recommendation oh yeah you and everybody else um do you have binge I, uh, no, I don't. I don't actually yeah, have, have to give, you can you, you can have my lock in and you can watch the show because it's great. Um, I watched that Mary. Have but you seen it? It's like Kate um, Winslet. Is it Kate yeah, it Winslet? Is. Yeah. Yes, yeah. my friend told me about this, and she's like, oh. it was the same thing. She said it was great. It. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I didn't really like them, the ending, but um, it was a good show. Like it was good to watch. I watched it in like a day. Really? Hey, is it yeah. only one season? Yeah, it's only like seven episodes, ah. and it's it's like a, she's a detective, and um, the whole show is like she's solving this really weird murder. So you, you are like kind of solving it with her each episode, but um, yeah, the ending I wasn't like the killer who who the killer was. I wasn't really that um, impressed it. with. Yeah, I was like that's a bit stupid, but the the actual show was good. Like watching it from start to finish. You know that I'll probably end up googling the killer because I cannot handle like. Unless yeah. actually, if, you know what? If I'm gonna sit and just like watch it in one hit, then I'll be fine. But if I know, like for like movies and stuff, but like mm. I hate surprises. Like I like to be mentally prepared for what's about to happen. Do you know what though? Happen. I reckon if you googled the killer, you wouldn't even want to watch it. Really, All it's right. that stupid. Oh, okay, 
But yeah. the show is good. That's but the show is good. Yeah, the show is good. And and the killer is like this twist right at the end. So you just love it until the last like 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's stupid. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, I have to but check yeah. it out. You're the second yeah. person that's recommended that to me. So I'm going to have well, to check it out now. Yeah, let me know if you want my binge login because I'm happy to give it to you. Because it's also yes. got other great shows on there. That's a bit fun. You know what I'm hanging for? Like, I ca- I'm actually just cannot wait. I'm constantly Googling, like, spoilers. Because, mm. you know, they're re-extra um, season onto Dexter. Like, my absolute okay. favourite. Yes. I've never finished that show. What? Lucky. No, I've watched it and I've started it from the start, like, I reckon 10 plus times. What? And I always just, like, get distracted and start watching another show and I forget about it like I've never watched it from start to finish now you should re-watch it because now that they're like do you know I mean adding an extra oh, season yeah. but I think it's because everyone hated the freaking ending to the that ending. like yeah mm. everyone was fuming um so I've got a feeling that's why they've do you know I mean because there's a bit of an uproar but in saying that do you know what happened to me because obviously I got on this bandwagon like really late and the same thing like I was up like one day, I'm not kidding, I went to bed at quarter to four in the morning because I couldn't turn it <laughs> off. So I wow. Googled the end, like I Googled like the ending for every season so then I could just watch it like, do you know what I mean, comfortably. But I freaking went on YouTube on the last ending, like on the last like season that they had and I Googled like the ending so then I could just like, do you know what I mean, be mentally prepared and then do you know what I freaking did and I didn't know the whole season? I watched a fan-made ending. So it didn't even <laughs> end. <laughs> oh, my God. So you actually kept it a surprise for yourself. Yes. Technically. I did. I'm, I'm wow. like, oh, anyway, it's the stupidest thing I've done. Like, but anyway, I'm <laughs> I'll add it to the list. Yes, yeah. do it. I just started rewatching Modern Family, so that's taking up my time at the moment. I love Modern Family. It's so know, light just too. to have in the background. I know. It's so good. Um, One, so I'll add it to my list. Can I just say, I watched, I was honestly in tears the other day. You know that episode when Phil, um, when like Claire's trying to put up that road sign and then she goes yeah. to the thing and then somebody like, they, they go viral and they make that song and Phil's like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to explain it. Like I'm probably not explaining Phil it Phil makes the whole show. Yeah, he's my favorite. like the show, yeah. My favorite moment is when um he he's doing his little interview and he says, you know, I, um, I'm not very good at making decisions or something. And he comes home with an alpaca <laughs> and he goes, it was the last one. <laughs> That's my favorite moment of the whole show. Oh my gosh. That is so good. What a oh, character. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, but are you ready to go? I am ready to go, Lockie. week's episode this is a bit of a follow-on from last week because we were talking about how similar they are and yeah. I think it's good that we did these back to back um but today we are talking about Cherie Westall um another young girl that's disappeared in Melbourne so the similarities and I think the reason why we um did it on the end of last week is because Bung and Cherie went missing pretty much within the same Bourne well, Turner which is where Cherie's gone missing from is the suburb over from Baronia which is where Bung went missing from um like you mentioned last week they'd gone to the same school yes and very similar circumstances to how they disappeared 
Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's good that we're doing this back to back. But Cherie's story is definitely different to Bung's, I think. And a lot, I'm not going to say a lot sadder because Bung's is very sad, but it's just like, I guess, heartbreaking. Or like her, her life, I guess, is heartbreaking. It and, really is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I was going to say, and something like one of the biggest differences I saw, obviously, like researching these uh, one week after the other, is there is no information at all. Mm-hmm on this yep. case and like I had seen Bung's photo um do you know what I mean like it's been on the news there are like uh, missing posters and things like that, that I've seen all over the place whereas with Cherie I have seen nothing like I didn't yeah. even know about this case which is yeah. horrifying like yeah it's nothing. horrifying that one one and one that's pretty much exactly the same um no one knows about yeah so um so Cherie was 15 years old and on December the 12th, 2000, which is the day she disappeared, she was a couple of days away from turning 16. Um, and on this day, she um, had a dentist appointment in One Turner South, which is in Melbourne's eastern suburbs at Knox Dental Group, which I think is kind of in that Westfield Knox um, area, isn't it? I'm pretty sure. It, it it's is. Around and that area. I, you know, that I did not know this. That was my dentist. Was it really? Freaking, I'm not even kidding, for like maybe five years. Wow, How crazy okay. is that? So it's That's actually, crazy. I mean, I don't know. When I was going, it was like, well, at least maybe five, ten years ago. So, yeah. Um, but it's in the actual, so like Knox Shopping Centre, it's like the shopping centre, and then it's like outer sort of like on the outside, there's like outdoor shops, and it's in there. It's in, in like there. a bunch of shops there, yeah. Yeah. So she had a dentist appointment, and she left this dentist appointment at 12.30 p.m. in the afternoon, um, and then following that she's obviously trying to make her way home she makes a phone call at a phone booth which is a five kilometer walk away from the dental clinic which would have taken her you know 45 minutes I think about 1 one thirty that afternoon she makes a phone call um, to her foster family's home presuming to ask for a ride home and this was the last time anyone heard from her um, with this phone call but like you said before, there's so much information that's not included. Like I don't, I couldn't find any information as to whether anyone answered this phone call. Yeah. And if they did answer the phone call, what was said? So we don't know whether, she, you know, it just rang out and she gave up. But the funny thing about this phone call is the phone booth that she was on the corner of Selkirk Avenue and Wanturner Road. And like I said, five kilometers away from the dental clinic, which is odd because if her dentist was in this Westfield Knox area, there would be so many opportunities to make a phone call from a public phone. And it's weird that she walked five kilometers away to this phone booth. Yeah. I completely agree. Racking my brain trying to figure out like what is going on. You know what I mean? With, her that day because something that like crossed my mind and I saw it online as well apparently there were two buses that ran Mm. outside um like the dental or outside Knox let's just say Mm. and people have said that apparently one of the uh, like so so, so there's two buses and one of the buses is like the 664 and the other one is the 665 I don't know if you saw any information on these two bus routes um Mm. that one went to Moorabark and the other one went to Ringwood and if she had hopped on the wrong bus it would have turned west along Baronia Road and then north along Wonturna um road is it road or street yeah yeah road um and 
if that was the case, she may have realized, like that's when she would have realized that it was going the in the wrong bus. direction. Yeah, and hopped off. Yeah, and I think this phone booth that she did make the call from was near a bus stop. Yeah. So that is, I guess, feasible. I think I also read there was a maybe that she decided to walk home and then got a bit further and changed her mind. Yeah. But I doubt she would have walked home because she, at the time uh, she was in foster care and her current foster home was in Maroolabark, which is 15 kilometres away from Knox or a three-hour walk. So I doubt she would have tried to walk home. And I also find it sad that she was expected to find her own way home from the dentist. Same with me. And, like, you know what I was thinking? Like maybe was someone, like let's just say, did she say I'll walk to this spot to make it easier for whoever she was hoping mm. she'd get a lift from. Cause I know like, you know, let's just say like VIP night at Chatty or whatever. And sometimes it's just so busy. Like the shopping center is busy, but again, it's like, I know it's Christmas time. So the shopping center would have been busy, but it's not that close to Christmas. You'd think it'd be packed. Right. But yeah. how about if like, she's like, let me like, I'll meet you along this road. Like it's, if it's on the way home, I can see how she thought like, instead of just waiting at the shops, I'll just walk to this Point, whoever she's arranged it with her foster family or whatever and they it's like on their route home does that make sense yeah possibly and I think her foster mum at the time I think her name was Raylene she dropped her off at the dentist so there I guess that's possible like maybe she just thought oh because yeah. what one question I definitely had for you is how do we know she walked to that phone booth exactly we don't know because th- I think that's- I think just the timing. I think like because the dentist confirmed she left at twelve thirty, and then this phone call registered at like one one thirty. I think it was like that was the feasible option because it was about the same time it would have taken her to walk to walk there. But like, how about if she just hung around Knox? Like, the, mm. it's like a shopping center. It was lunchtime. Like, I don't know what dental work she had done, but like it was like you said, like. Do you know what I mean? Like Christmas, maybe she was shopping or like, do you know what I mean? Like I feel like there's a bit to do. It's different if it was like a dentist in the, like on a street where there was nothing going on, but at a shopping center, 15, yeah. like maybe she just was hanging out there, you know? Possibly. Yeah. Um, so just a bit of background on Sheree. So Sheree was one of five children. Um, and when she was eight years old, she was placed in to foster care and I, again, couldn't find much about her childhood foster care. I couldn't find any information on her biological parents. Um, but there was a fair bit of conflicting information on when she was placed into foster care. So, um, yeah, some say eight years old, some said four years old. I don't really know what to believe. It's sad that there's not much information about her, you know, before and after her disappearance really. Um but I think majority I think, said eight eight years old. Yeah, majority of the um, articles I read was eight years old. I did see as well, which I thought was amazing, um, that how you're saying she was one of five, the foster family that originally mm-hmm. took her in, took her along all with them. all her siblings. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that family, she'd been with them for six and a half years, all of her siblings together. And this was a couple uh, called Francis and Werner Schultz. Um, they took all of the kids in, gave them a really amazing life. Um, and Cherie had a, Francis was the mother, the foster mother. Cherie had a very special connection with Francis. Um, 
but at the time of Cherie's disappearance, she wasn't with this family. She had been moved to another foster home. So uh, Frances, her ex-foster mother, described her as quite a feisty, cheeky teenager. And um, when Cherie turned 14, Frances describes a bit of a turning point in their relationship. Like it was kind of typical teenage aggressive behaviour, like, you know, not wanting to unpack the dishwasher and things like that. But it quickly progressed to self-harm and destructive behaviour, which was a bit of a burden and, and a little bit dangerous, I guess, for Frances and her family. Um, so after speaking with some social workers, I think I saw a report that Sheree had 13 social workers, you know, over that six-year period, which is crazy. Um, but what this social worker suggested she be placed into another home. And so this is where she goes to this foster home in Maroolabark with uh, the foster mother, Raylene McCormack. Um, and this was where she was the time of her disappearance. So she was separated from her siblings. I'm going to assume I couldn't actually find any information where her siblings were when she got moved, but I'm going to assume stayed with Francis and Werner and then Cherie got moved on her own. Did you yeah. see anything about that? Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I understood the same thing because um, from memory, even now, I'm pretty sure that I did see because um, her original um, – foster mother is like a huge advocate for Cherie so mm-hmm. I, and I'm quite sure that she's obviously still maybe like that motherly figure for her siblings as well like for Cherie's siblings so um and I'm quite sure which I know you're going to get into in a moment but uh, I'm quite sure Cherie still had like the custody of Sorry, I'm pretty sure that uh, her foster mother still had custody of her brother because he's the one who actually reported her missing. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense that the other four stayed with the Schultzes. Yeah. And Josh Cherie on her own went to Raylene. Yeah. Which is sad. Imagine being split up from your I know. And I think that's why she wanted, do you know what I mean, to still be part of that family Mm -hmm. because it's the only family she knew. Yeah. Um, so this move into the new foster home didn't make Sheree any happier. I think six weeks prior to her disappearing, she called Frances Schultz and, you know, apologised that she regretted her actions and she really wanted to rejoin her family with Frances and Werner. I guess she wanted to be back with her siblings. Um, so after this phone call, Frances mentions that she agrees to work with Sheree to get her to re- rejoin the family and they often spent weekends together to make this happen, like they were, you know, proactively trying to move her back in with them. Um, So, yeah, it's sad that um, she never made her way back to Frances because I think it would have been a very different story if she did make it back before her disappearance. So um, as I mentioned earlier, she disappeared on December the 12th, 2000. So a day after this on the 13th, Frances called her current foster home so Raylene's home uh, just to check in with uh, Cherie as she did normally Um, and Raylene's daughter answered the phone and said well she's not here and Frances said that the and I guess the tone at which she said well she's not here were very troubling for Frances she said she got a really bad feeling something didn't feel right Um, and this phone call revealed that no one knew where Cherie was and hadn't since the day before. Like what? Can I tell you, she's 15 years old. I know. I know. It's crazy. And Raylene apparently said she had reported her to Anglicare, which I think is like the kind of body corporate of 
of all like the fostering, um, but she hadn't been reported to the police as missing at this point. That you know what the thing so, is, they they must have just thought she's like a teenage girl playing up. Like, like that's probably what, yeah. as in what her um the foster family, like Raylene's family, would have thought. Like, mm-hmm. oh, she's just playing up. Do you know what I mean? Like, they didn't actually yeah. have that relationship or care. Like, not that they didn't care about it, but they obviously didn't have that sort of relationship with her that Sherry had with Frances. Yeah. Yep. Um, so Frances calls the police every single day from this point to try and report her as missing, but because she wasn't the current legal guardian, she couldn't do anything. She couldn't, you know, like properly report her as missing. And the police told her that the only option was for a family member to report her. So I get the impression here that Raylene wasn't even able to report her as missing or okay. I don't know. Interesting. I think it was a bit odd. I think I read that she, because Frances wasn't the current guardian, she couldn't reporter but then it says only a family member could report her so yeah I'm a bit confused as to whether it had to be a family member or it could have been Raylene as well that would make can I tell you if that's the case that is so stupid it is yeah because if she has do you know what I mean like guardianship over her how about if she didn't have any siblings mm. yeah like, exactly. what the heck imagine if that and i'm sure this is the case somewhere but i'm sure there are children in foster care whose family have passed away yes so yeah, I would think that Raylene could have reported her, her as missing or Anglicare could have yeah could have escalated it. Um, so at the time of this, this all happening and the disappearance, Cherie's brother, and I don't know if his name is Pierre or Perry. Yeah. I've heard it pronounced both ways, but it's spelt like Pierre, so I'm going to go Pierre. Do you have any thoughts? No, me with pronunciation. No, don't even go there. Yeah, I listened to some podcasts. One called him Perrier, the other called him um, Pierre. So I'm going to go with Pierre because that's what I would have read it as. So he was um, on schoolies at the time, so I assume he was 18 or very close to. Um, and he returned from schoolies on the 18th of December, so six days after she disappeared. Francis picked Pierre up from the airport and took him straight to the police station to make the report of his sister dis- being disappeared, being missing. <laughs> so um, six days. That and after. imagine how much, like even just footage from like, do you know what I mean? Like the CCTV from banks, from shops, like all that's gone. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Francis has obviously spoken about this case quite a lot. She probably knew Sheree the best out of everyone, but she mentioned that. Cherie had never run away, was very trusting and reliable. Um, At the time, she, you know, was about to turn 16. She was excited for this birthday. She'd sent out invitations for a party. Um, It was almost Christmas. She'd apparently purchased Christmas presents for family. So it didn't seem like it was a purposeful decision to run away for her. Um, And her bank account hadn't been touched. You know, she didn't take any belongings with her. No one had sighted her. No one had heard from her. Like she literally has vanished. So Francis doesn't think that she has run away on her own accord. And I don't think I believe that either. Yeah, neither. Can I just say something quickly? Mm. Francis reminds me of like I still love like 90s Home and Away. Do you Mm. remember like Pippa? She was like ran that caravan park in Home and Away and had all those foster she oh anyway she had like red hair and she had like all these foster kids that's all like what I picture when I think of his friends <laughs> like home and away <laughs> um she seems like a very sweet lady yeah like she's done a lot um so 
in 2003, there was a coronial inquest into Shree's disappearance and some pretty interesting information got revealed. Not a lot, but there were some little interesting things that I thought were pretty strange. So um, first and foremost, the coroner made the determination that Shree had passed away, that she was killed most likely shortly after she had disappeared. Um, so I think the case is not closed, but it's, you know, they'll, they're, they're looking for a body at this point. I think, if the the case is still open. Um, It also got noted that her foster mother at the time, Raylene, said that Cherie was very angry about being forced to go to the dentist that day. What the fudge? I'm sorry, is that weird? Weird. I think if I was in Raylene's position and I dropped her at the dentist and she was mad about going and then she didn't come home, I would be a little bit like, what the hell? No, yeah, but uh, exactly. And even just the fact that that phone call, like, you know, I'm pretty sure I've read in a few reports um, to that phone call that they had said that Cherie had made was to let her fam, like the foster family know that she was making her way home. Is that yeah. not the weirdest quote ever? Yeah, very weird. What? If, yeah, you'd think I'll just come get you. Or, <laughs> you know, like. Exactly. Mm. Um, and it was also reported that at the time of her disappearance, she had $8 in her bank account. And because she had this $8, even though it wasn't much, even though she had $8, she probably would have got public transport home because she had that little bit of money. Yeah. Um, it also came out in the coronial inquest that she was known to hitchhike as well, which I thought interesting. was interesting. Yeah. I don't know who said that. I would be interested if Raylene said that. I think that would be very odd. Because I don't know yeah. who would know that. Raylene wouldn't have known her well enough and, and to say that. And can I tell you, even if her, like, foster mothers, let's just say, knew that, you'd think that, like, like I said, if Raylene knew that, you'd be like, no, you're not, do you know what I mean, catching a ride with some freak, I'll come and get you or, yeah. like, I'll send so-and-so. And that's the thing with this family that she was staying with. Like, they've obviously got a daughter because that's mentioned throughout, like, different articles, mm-hmm. but... Who else was living there? Like what else is going on in that household? Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like you just don't, there's no information at all. Like, yeah, there's just nothing. You don't know anything about a pre or post disappearance. It's just crazy. You know, there's not even like a Facebook group dedicated to her. There's nothing. There's there's no YouTubers that have made anything on her. There's nothing. There's like two other podcasts one goes for like a few like I don't know eight minutes or something and the other one goes for maybe like 15 20 and I get it because I know there's not a lot of info but I don't know how it's this little you know what I mean yeah yeah even if it's um like you don't have much sorry even if we don't have much on the actual disappearance why is there nothing on Cherie at all Mm, yeah yeah it's crazy um it's very sad I just yeah very sad. So a couple of theories as to what happened to Sheree. Um, the first one, which we've already said we don't believe with, is that she chose to run away and start a new life, which I just don't believe. I think the fact that she had called and said she wanted to return to her old family, like if that was in the works and she knew that was going to happen, I don't see why she would run away. Yeah. I also read that her life with the Schultzes was very privileged. You know, she had horse riding lessons and she went on sailing trips and, you know, she had after there. 
And I just think, can you imagine going from having such a beautiful life, being, you know, with all your siblings to then going to someone, to somewhere who is expecting you to make a 15 kilometer journey home on your, by yourself. Like, can you imagine that kind of shock? Yeah. Going from those two different lives? Like it'd be a shock to the system. Do we know how long she was with her new foster family? A year. Um, I think probably a year because it said, um, you know, when she turned 14, she started this aggressive, destructive okay. behavior and she was 15 at the time of her disappearance. So it'd have to be a year max. Yeah. No more than a year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but I, I'm going to say not very much time at all. Cause I think six weeks before this, she, you know, she calls and us, you know, Francis to come back. I don't think, I think that would have happened quite quickly. You know what and I mean? I think she would have got there, got a shot was. and then been like, all yeah. right, I'm done with this. Like, yeah. It's probably what Frances um, wanted. I, I reckon she didn't even want to give her up, but she thought this is no. the best thing for her and for, like, I don't know if she had other kids there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I think she did because it, it said her family it was a burden for her and her family. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, it said Sheree was, like, self-harming and, like, yeah, it was, like, on. it was not just, like, being a typical, you know, angry hormonal teenager. It was, like, pretty full-on yeah. Yeah, full behaviour. And then theory two is that she's been abducted by a person or persons unknown and killed shortly after her disappearance. Um, I think one thing to note is that it's pretty clear that prior to this disappearance, she was engaging in pretty like rebellious behavior. Like I think, you know, fighting with Francis and stuff like that. And apparently if she's hitchhiking, that's pretty rebellious behavior. And I think that would make it likely that she maybe would have gotten in the car with someone she didn't know. Yeah. Um, and maybe that random person that she got in the car with ultimately sealed her fate. But I think that theory is more likely. And I think I agree that she probably isn't with us anymore. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I actually put a little note here, Karina's theory, because <laughs> <laughs> I am hooked on this because of last week's case. I yeah. just, I cannot get over the fact that, it's a really similar, like, MO. Like, as in mm. they're both teenage girls. They're both walking. I know one's walking to school, the other one's walking home. But still, same, similar area, similar age. I don't know. Like, in my head, I just feel like these are connected. Like, my gut feeling says they're connected. And what are the chances that they've both disappeared into thin air and there's no trace of them? Yeah. yeah. I, the fact that they went to the same school, like – Maybe like, so my theory is that they were, this person is like familiar. So whether, I think I was saying something similar last week, whether it's someone that like worked in the canteen or like, I don't even like someone that did like a maintenance man, or it might've been some guy from the milk bar or like something that that community is like, do you know what I mean? Like the kids, mm. like I know. Maybe associated I was with the school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like there's something going on. There doesn't have to be an actual teacher, but just someone associated, like, I don't know, someone that comes in once a month to teach. I don't even know, like something. But you know what I mean? Like I feel like, and they were familiar to them and mm-hmm. they got offered a ride and they've jumped in the car and it's happened twice now. Like, mm that's freaking crazy that there was no eyewitnesses there was no struggle like these are sort of main road like they're not like 
it's not in the middle of the night where even if a struggle occurred, you probably wouldn't see or really hear anything. Like everyone's yeah. like, did you hear that scream? Like, you know what I mean? This was in broad daylight. Yeah. Um, I was just doing a bit of Googling and December the 12th in 2000 was a Tuesday. So you would have thought that Cherie should have been at school. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know if she had the day off for the dentist appointment or whatever, but I think that that's another similarity is that it was a school day. School time. A school yeah. day, yeah. Yeah. And like in my head I was thinking, all right, let's just say the person wasn't familiar. I know this is going to sound like a whack, but unless it's like a female. Because why the heck? Like, do you know what I mean? Would you get into a car? I think we were talking about this recently as well. Like if there was a female in the car, mm-hmm. your guard would be down, whether they're with like a nut job or not. Or yeah. like, I remember in the States, I don't know if you remember, there was like a guy that I think he used to drive around with a baby seat in his car and again because if you see a babysit you'll think he's a dad like he's trustworthy like I think there's a ruse and I definitely think both girls got in the car I don't think they're forced in Mm. that's just okay that's interesting yeah yeah interesting um yeah especially if she had to walk three hours home you'd be pretty desperate if you kind of knew someone yeah. You know, maybe just even loosely, you probably think, oh, well, I'll just get in. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean. Like, there's people that like, you know what else I was thinking? Like, I know it's 11 years between each case, but if you think about, like, let's just say someone does have like three or four kids, there would be, there could be a time where like siblings cross. So, like, a fa- like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it's an uncle or a dad or whatever it is is still, do you know what I mean, like at the school at the time because of like mm. siblings. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense. But anyway, um, yeah, so that could be another thing. Like, oh, that's so-and-so's dad. Well, you know what I mean? I just yeah, yeah I can't true. get over this thing that they were at the same school. Yeah, that's crazy. Also, another thing that like I guess this just shows how much information is not not there but I don't think there's even a description of what Sheree was wearing on the day of her disappearance. See, how Like, I didn't read anything like that. I know it's really bad, but I definitely blame the foster family she was with Mm -hmm. for, I get that, like, she might have been, like, a troublemaker or whatever, but the fact that... She's still alive that they were responsible for. Yeah. And it pisses me off that the media have not even, like done more interviews with like her siblings or her like do you know what I mean with her um stepmother like Frances or like just yeah. know more about her like I don't even it's crazy yeah I think it's crazy as well but yeah I feel the same I think Raylene definitely had a part to play um in her not being found yeah I think yeah it's really sad unfortunately and probably the case for most People in foster care, like, they just really get lost in the system, I guess. Um, but, yeah, that's that's it for this case. Like, there's literally, like, not much information how you little know, there is. I would love to know little things from, like, the police. Like, how do they know that she called, for, like, from that payphone? Like, was it because someone saw her? Was it because they tracked the number? Like, do you know what I mean? How do they know she, did, she walked there? Like, there's so many little things that, like, I feel like, could help help online sleuths, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like if she did make the phone call home and that was validated because someone t- like from that house said that she did, why is there no information on who took the call and what 
they what talked was said about and how long yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's very odd. Like I really feel like the police, unless but they must know a few more things. Like I feel like it can't just be nothing. You know what I mean? Unless they just went with the thing. Oh, she's a foster kid. You know, yeah. she had a few problems. She's probably just run away. End of story. And if I guess if it is six days, like before she's actually um, reported, then like there's not much for them to work with. It's not like nowadays where like, do you know what I mean? You can probably track down like footage from Knox from like a month ago, whereas back then you probably use the same tape, you know, and just put it in and re-record it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. It is really sad. Bus, bloody bus surveillance. Yeah. That list goes on of things that they could have exactly. And how about if she had? Because I know you were saying with the eight dollars that she had eight dollars in her bank, she could have caught the the bus. But maybe she, you know, those old school tickets. They were like Mm. like you put them in, and do you remember you have to give the bus driver money, and then he'd give you like a paper ticket. She might have just had one of those, like a weekly ticket. Like how did she used to get to school? She might have. How do you know she didn't catch the bus? That's what. Like I just can't get over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's just nothing. And it's sad. It is um, really sad. But, yeah, that was 11 years ago. Um, I think she would be like 35 or something now. Yeah. In her 30s. Um, oh, wait a sec. Is it a – no, 20 – is it 20 years ago? Oh, 11. Is it? Oh, it's 21 years. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my Living in 2011. <laughs> no, I, I think because of Bung. I think because of Bung. Because Bung's – 2011. Yeah. Whereas yeah. she was 2000. Yeah, 20. Yeah. Oh my god! So twenty one years ago, yeah, um, yeah, that's crazy. I always get so disorientated with the two thousands. I feel like I was a, like a teenager in two thousands, but I really wasn't. I was young. See, I was, and I feel like the last ten years didn't happen. So when I say like ten years ago, <laughs> I think of the nineties. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah, ten years ago, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that we're we're twenty one years into the two thousands. Far out. Crazy. Um, but, yeah, that's it for this case. Do you have the crime stopper number? You should not I do. Um, yeah, so if anyone has any information on Cherie's disappearance, the number for crime stoppers is one eight hundred triple three triple zero. Perfect. Lucky. Um, and, yeah, if anyone has any cases they want us to cover, you can send us a message on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at Caffeine Crime and Canines. Yes, we would love to hear from you. We would. Uh, give us a follow, give us a like, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, that is it for this week's case, Karina. It is. And quick shout out. Can you believe? So, you know, last week I put up a little poll with our nails. Oh yeah. You know that everyone got got them right. Oh, we didn't have one person that got our hands muddled up. That's great. That means people are listening. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually true. One of mine's already broken. Is it? Yeah. My thumb. Got a little crack in it. Just a little one. I could live with it for a while but yeah and I, like I said I'm not sold on the color so if it means I have to get them done a little bit sooner then I'm not going to complain so win taking it as a win mm, yeah I'm exactly. picking your color next time I, I okay yes yeah, so, next yeah. week I'm gonna think of something all right yeah, okay. it's gonna be like bright pink or something <laughs> yeah. people will think I've gone psycho <laughs> don't have pink nails <laughs> I wouldn't do that no. <laughs> all right until next week until next week lucky bye, bye. Thank you.